Are you tired, frustrated, and feel stuck? Are you a high-performing business professional, entrepreneur, and you are not getting the results you desire or you hit a ceiling? Have you been around the block and tried many modalities? You are in the right place. The answer, my friend, is in the little-known brain-soul connection. Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your dream life. Your host, Louise Schwartzwalter, created a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. You are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. The seed of all you need is already within you. From engaging transformational interviews, brain-soul success stories, and secrets shared by health, wellness, and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brain Soul Success Show. And again, you're in for another amazing treat. We have Amanda Gates with us today. And Amanda is an interior designer, professionally trained interior designer, and an advanced feng shui practitioner. She's a podcaster and author. She's an award-winning writer. She's got a great new book out. I can't wait for you to hear more about, about that. You know, she's seamlessly, she's married interior design and feng shui over the last 20 years. So she has her own beautiful process that she helps clients with. And you'll be surprised because it's not just what you think of when you think of feng shui. So actually, can you guys, before we go further, what's the definition of feng shui for people who don't know what that is? Yeah, I always tell, uh, first and foremost, welcome everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, I always tell people that I think the easiest, simplest way to describe it is it just increases flow and abundance in all area of your life, uh, all areas. And I think a lot of times people will hear the word abundance and they immediately think wealth. And yes, it can be that, but it's all areas. It's, it's the areas that people love. It's our partnerships. It's Mm -hmm. our health. It's our career. It's our family connections. It's money. It's our connection to the divine. It's, it's literally all the things that are really important to us. And feng shui is a a medium that it's a toolbox essentially that allows you to unkink energy um, that is preventing good flow in those areas and, and just allows, you know, um, good, good energy, positivity to, to flow in those areas of your life. Oh, I love that. And, you know, and I have dabbled in that a little bit myself. You know, I've used some feng shui books and changed some things in my in my house and in my living environment. I'd have clients come into my office and they're like, you know, what? you got to move those shelves around. You need to do this and this and this, you know, so I know that it's about that. But I also know that you're really talking about feng shui for the soul. That's the name of your book. You know, how to achieve more ohm from your home. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, wow, I can't wait to hear more about this. So I love how you blended everything that you do. Uh, how did you even get into even interior design or loving space? You know, space is in the first place. Tell us your journey. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy story. Um, so I was pre-med. I got accepted to med school. I'm probably the only practitioner that has, uh, I've got a degree in biology with a minor in microbiology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I, I got accepted to med school, was on my way to med school. My, 
soon to be husband and I, we had purchased this uh, really uh, not so great house, but in a fabulous neighborhood. We, we got a bargain of a deal on this house and we had stars in our eyes. We were so excited. We were young and dumb. It's a great place to be. Um, and we were just in, you know, blissfully blind uh, to all the woes that were going on in this house. And this was in California. This was about 25 years ago. And um, there was a loophole in the system to where if you had occupants in the home, the bank couldn't take it away. So the previous homeowner had put homeless people in this house. So they were oh. urinating on the floors. They were taking oh. sledgehammers to the wall. They cut a ceiling or a hole in the ceiling. And they just did all these crazy things. And um, I started having these very weird uh, experiences in the house. Mm. Um, and I, I started experiencing this thing where I couldn't catch my breath and I would go into hysteria. And I later found out it was called a panic attack. And I was like, my doctor kept saying, oh, well, it's stress related. And I'm like, I'm not stressed. Mm -hmm. And um, then I started getting fever blisters in the middle of my mouth, which I had never had fever blisters. Well, I went down to a Borders bookstore. Remember those? Went yes. down to a Borders bookstore and <laughs> I'm looking at all these decorating books. And I'm like, if I can just make the house more pretty, like we were remodeling it at the time. And I'm thinking, okay, it needs more chandeliers and better paint. And we'll, we'll just, we'll literally make it prettier and all this nonsense will stop like that. I, I didn't know what was happening. And, and mm -hmm. this woman, this woman, uh, she just radiated light. She had this blonde, fluffy hair. She just radiated light. She came over to me and she's like, darling, you don't need those books. You need that book. <laughs> pointed to a feng shui book and I, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. I was like, F, F, who, and she just kind of giggled and she spun around and, and she was like, Ooh, honey, the energy in that house, you gotta, you gotta get on that right away. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? Right. So wow. I picked up one of these F word books and the first <laughs> where I opened it was talking about the importance of the front door. And I just mm -hmm. fell to my knees in this bookstore and it, it was talking about how literally everything in your life will come to a halt if, if you're not utilizing your front door and you're not, um, it's basically like having your, your mouth wired shut. And that's why mm -hmm. I was getting the fever blisters. Interesting. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And it was why I was getting the panic attacks because my house couldn't breathe. So she was speaking to me in the only language that she knew how, and it was through energy. Sure. And so I was thankful that I had, you know, uh, been going through the process of, of med school training, hadn't gone there yet, but I, you know, had, uh, been going to school for this. And so I had a very black and white, um, approach to life at that point. And it's like, okay, let's do the research. Let's do the lab results. Let's like, you know, so it, it allowed me to come into it with analytics and reason. And, and now I've thrown all that out the window, but at that time it helped me make sense of it all. And then I realized, wow, there's something that's, there's something very mystical about this and I need to learn more. And so I ditched med school and I was like, I've got to become a real estate agent or a designer. I need to get in houses. So I went to design school. Oh, I love how you got to design school. It's so funny. A lot of people do start pre-med and then they shift, you know? Um, well, what's funny is when I told my mom, she was like, oh, thank God. 
She's like, you've always been a weird, creative child. You are not built for medicine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. You had your mom's blessing at that time. Oh, that's really, uh, yeah. that's, that's really beautiful. So you fixed up the house, right? You functuate the house. Did you notice a difference then after you did? Oh yeah. Okay. It was, uh, wow. It was like night and day. Uh, ne- I've never had a fever blister ever since. And, you know, it's it's a virus. So technically you should get it again. Never had a fever blister. I've never had a panic attack again. Um, but yeah, the I created this symbiotic relationship with my home that I didn't even know mm-hmm. existed. Like mm-hmm. back then I would have thought like, oh, it's a house. It's a roof over your head. It's a place you sleep at night. And now I'm like, oh God, no, 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 no. Like it's so much more than that. And so- I developed this relationship with a place called home and I realized the importance of it. And throughout the book, I talk about how uh, each home that I go to and each home that I've lived in, how I develop relationships with them. And each one of them, I have gleaned uh, valuable information about this thing called feng shui. And, And literally my life's work is in this book and I share each home that I've lived in and what I, you know, took from that experience. And, and like, uh, one of my houses from 10 years ago is 12 years ago is where I got the top five disruptors, which is my proprietary system. But that house taught me that. So each one kind of gifts me a a little bit further in, you know, I call it, uh, the mountain of enlightenment. I'm going further and further up the mountain of enlightenment and each home gives me a little bit bigger view and a little bit bigger view. <laughs> I love, I love that, that you're doing it through home. I, I do similar work only I'm not doing it through home. It's through the self, you know, it's through the brain, it's through the brain and the soul, you know? So I, I think about those places in our life where we've had some kind of spiritual awakening. And it sounds like that's what happened to you in that very first house uh, and, yeah. and you're, you weren't doing your purpose and you finally found your purpose. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, haphazardly, I, I kind of yeah. fell into it, but yeah, I mean, um, it, it's, I think what's really important to say is people watch this or listen to this is that, um, it, it's kind of like success. It's not a straight line. It's, you know, right. you're kind of all over the place. And I've learned that, it is a symbiotic relationship with your home, but it starts with you first. And so that's what the book is all about is your personal chi and your personal energy. And so to me, that's the biggest mistake that most people make is they attack their home, quote unquote, doing feng shui. And you can't do that. You've got to work on yourself first. Otherwise, Absolutely. you're bringing to your environment that chaotic. I always refer to pig pen, you know, with the craziness going on. And if you've got pig pin uh, tornado going around you and then you attack your home, you're just driving that energy into your environment. You've got Absolutely. to really work on your personal chi. You've got to have um, a strong sense of self. You, you've got to, you've got to come to it to really create that relationship and, and create um, the finer, higher tuned energies, the less dense, you know, uh, worldly energies. Yes. And, you know, I know we'll dive in and talk about how to do that. I've always saw that my clients, that their their body was their home, that they would, just like you had the fever blisters, you know, they would manifest things in their in their physical bodies or in their energy field that were not aligned if they weren't in relationship with themselves first. And it could also reflect in their physical body or in their home. 
you know, so leaks, you know, pipes that leak, you know, they say that that's money running out. So fix those pipes. So when you have different, different things happening, same thing with your car, right? Um, And I'm glad that you brought that up because your home is a direct reflection of you. Mm -hmm. So if you are going through a traumatic experience, your home, if you're ignoring her, is going to act out. So mm-hmm. uh, leaks are it also is emotions. A lot of times it's, it's more emotional than it is money, but it can relate to money. Um, mm-hmm. If you're having um, roof issues or something, that means that you can have issues with thinking. It could be issues with back, like you, you're um, holding on to energy. So a lot of times we're like... We're holding on to things. And so those are direct reflections in your house. If those things are breaking, you need to just take a step back and go, okay, where am I holding that energy in myself? Right. Good questioning. Yes, absolutely. We do want to be asking those questions. I have a really weird question for you. So this spring, I had flying ants in my skylights, like inside. Now I know I had to fix them and they are fixed now, you know, so I, cause the house is, um, gosh, 30 years old. So, and they weren't leaking, but the very top of them, the, the caulking probably was off and they were coming in, but they were flying ants and they would not go away. And I did, I, I do all kinds of energy work. Um, what do you think just out of curiosity, what do you think that was? Yeah. So you got to be really careful with skylights. Skylights can be vision. And so okay. it can be. Um, lack of clarity, not seeing something clearly, um, okay. or it could be that um, there's something festering or pesting, you know, like we look at those as pests, right? So uh-huh. what's going on in your life that's um, pestering you or um, that you're really not paying attention to? So when you have things like that, like mm-hmm. a lot of times, I think the normal person will have that experience to be, well, damn it, this sucks and like stupid things and get, but like you and I were energy people. So we're going to take a step mm-hmm. back and go, huh, what does this mean? Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta kind of pay attention to what's going on in your life. And sometimes it's subconscious stuff that you might not know about that's, mm-hmm. you know, bubbling to the surface. Mm-hmm. So I always encourage people to write it down. Mm-hmm. Like, um, nature speaks to me. I'm, I'm very intuitive, empathic, but nature is my, my biggest teacher. Like she's constantly speaking to me and, and she's constantly sending me omens and, and messages and stuff. And it's up to me to interpret it. So a lot of times I will write it down and I will just like try to flesh it out. Mm-hmm. And as I work on it and flesh it out and I work on it and I meditate on it, I'll just suddenly get the the idea and I'll be like, ah, that's what it is. Yes. And writing is such a, such a great tool, you know, writing things down. I do a process, Amanda, called soul tie boxes. And so I did a soul tie box on the, on the skylights and it finally, finally went away. And what I do is I put the goal or intention in a box and I'm looking for the people or situations that have pulled us away from that goal. And it's an intuitive process. I'm a medical intuitive and I figure out those subconscious blocks or those spells or whatever that was in the field. And then we clear it. Yeah. And then when you well, clear you can it, have conversations with them too. Like, yeah. um, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I had a, I had a girlfriend. I've actually, I, I've done this twice just in the last couple of years. I had a girlfriend who moved, she moved here from New York and her apartment kept getting roaches and she was mm-hmm. getting so upset. And I was like, you need to have a conversation with those roaches. And she's like, Amanda, 
(laughs) Like, fine, I'll do it. So I literally, I, I did a ceremony and I had a conversation with the roaches and I was like, you know, Hey, you need to be respectful of boundaries and, and this is not your home. And, and, you know, it may have been your home, but it's not your home anymore. And so I had a conversation with them and like two months later, I'm like, Hey, how's the roach problem? She goes, Hey, that's interesting. I haven't had a roach in a while. And I'm like, yeah. Cause I had a conversation with them and she's like, no, I'm <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, that's another uh, neat yeah. thing that you can do because we're, we're all one. It's all yes. the same energy. So just have a conversation. I had a conversation with a snake years ago uh, that kept coming up on on a friend's porch. And I said, dude, you can't come up on the porch. You can be out in the yard, but they've got a Mm -hmm. three-year-old. And and so I made a a bargain with them. I said, look here, you can stay out in the yard. You can do whatever you want. But if you come anywhere near the porch or near the house, uh, the homeowner is allowed to kill you or any of your kingdom. (laughs) your kingdom that's great yeah that's the rule and so they didn't Mm -hmm. have any snakes and then about maybe about three years later one came in and so raymond killed it and i went in and i had a conversation with the snakes again and i'm like look we had an agreement and and he Mm -hmm. the 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 essence of the snake came in he goes yeah he was a young dumb one <laughs> like, like he was a teenager. He wasn't listening. He wasn't <laughs> listening. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's really funny. But yeah, that's a great suggestion. Have because everything is energy, have a conversation. You know, in the same way we're supposed to have conversations with ourselves. And right? our home, so our and our home and our environment, you know, because we are one. You know, definitely all energy. At the end of the day, everything is energy. It's it's mm-hmm. all us. We're we're just globs of energy. And everything around us is globs of energy. Um, you know, we are perceiving it as matter, but matter doesn't exist. It's not real. So mm-hmm. it's literally a, a, a the opportunity to become a part of that glob of energy and, and its essence. And, and, you know, whether you want to have a conversation with it, whether you want to do a ceremony, whatever you're comfortable with, you can't go into something like this with doubt and be like, oh my gosh, Louise and Amanda are crazy, but I'm going to try this. <laughs> so, go into it with curiosity and, and creativity and have fun with it. That's that's really the approach that you want to have on it and, and see what happens. Like really listen to the information that comes through. It's fun. Yes, it's fun. I love that. I love that you have that energy about it. You know, tell us about your approach. So I know you have an approach that's different that you talk about in the book. And like you said, it's working on yourself first. And so you had a step-by-step kind of process or a five-step thing, I think you mentioned. Tell us about that. Yeah. So really what my goal is with everyone that I work with is our personal chi. You've got to get yourself right. You can't be a tornado and and attack your space. And so um, the other thing that I really focus on is is once you've gotten your personal chi in order and, and that's not difficult. It's, it's simple everyday things. It's, it's unplugging from the busy bubble and whether that's meditating, writing, getting out in nature, spending time with your kids, whatever makes you happy. Oh my gosh, what a concept, right? <laughs> Doing things that bring us joy. Give you joy. Yes. Um, and getting into that place of joy. And so once you get into a place of, um, you know, an attitude of gratitude and, and heartfelt joy and, you know, a lot of us don't allow ourselves to get to that place for God forbid we feel good about something. You know, we default to negativity as a society. But once you get to that place, now you're in a place where you can approach your feng shui and really start having fun with it and, and 
paying attention to the language of home and how she's constantly speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my clients, like they get panic stricken, like, oh God, it's so intimidating. It's so hard. I've done it before. It doesn't work. And it's like, all right, let's, you know, let's get rid of that thought pattern. Uh, and so I, I created the top five disruptors. Um, okay. a, a girlfriend of mine many years ago, she was buying a house. Her name was Sarah. And she was like, okay, I need like a list of something. Like, what do I look for in buying a house? And I gave her this big, long list. And she's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Like, I don't have time to look at all this. And so it took me some time, but I came up with the five. So the first one is to just look at the overall shape. What is the shape of your home? What What's going on? Pay attention because there's things like um, sacred geometry and the Fibonacci circle and uh, there's there's sacredness to shape and uh, numbers, math. There's and you can look at it at um, sacred sites, churches. They used to build with these methods because the human eye is um, even without realizing it with people who don't know about sacred geometry, they respond. to the to things and they'll say oh that's beautiful or oh that feels amazing and it's mm-hmm. sacred geometry so we want to pay attention to shape if you've got a nice box of a house you know you live in a box a rectangle something like that that's great but you know if you have a u or a t or an l which is very common in the west um you want to be mindful of that because energy does not flow very well in those shapes. And so in the book, I talk about, okay, you've got these shapes. Don't panic. This is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number two thing is your front door. Front door is a big deal. It's how I got into feng shui. It's the whole Mm -hmm. reason I dropped out of med school and went into feng shui. (laughs) Um, But it's the mouth of of chi. It's literally, um, if you think of our own mouths, it's how we nourish ourselves. It's how we take care of ourselves. And so if we don't use our front door, we don't care for the front door, we're not nourishing our our souls. We're not nourishing our our worlds. Mm -hmm. So um, very simple. Make sure your light bulbs work. Make sure the door is clean. Make sure it's operational. I mean, you know, bonehead stuff, but a lot of people just ignore it because they're so busy. You know, they don't think. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Totally makes sense. Absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third one is command. Um, Traditionally, if you read a, a an article or pick up a book or do a workshop or something, command is traditionally going to be, you know, I can see the door, bed, desk, or stove. We're going to focus on those three things. And mm-hmm. yes, that's important, but I take it a, a leap further and I say, when we're talking about command, it, it all comes back to your personal chi. You have to be able to uh, be an empowered person. You need to be able to be commanded in your life and you need to be uh, empowered and you need to not feel powerless. And as women, a lot mm-hmm. of times we can. We've got a lot of nonsense looping up in our, our brains that we don't even realize that we've been conditioned to think and that we've got on repeat that we don't even realize is there. So we need to really come from a, an empowered state because when we're talking about command and being able to see our door, if a space is in command, it might not feel comfortable to you if you're not feeling empowered. If you don't have command over your energy, 
it's not going to be something that's important to you. So when it comes to commands, we need to work on ourselves first. We need to get our energy first. That's our personal chi. And we need to mm-hmm. really focus on um, getting rid of reason and logic and all that left brain bullshit. And we need to focus on how do you feel? Of course. Focus on our heart. How do we mm-hmm. feel? So that's how we're going to get ourselves back into command. Um, the the that's the piece that I teach. So the command piece, I don't do the first, you know, the first piece, second piece, like you do with the feng shui. Um, but as an energy worker, I'm, you know, and as a naturopath and biofeedback therapist, I'm really using the brain and the soul and the energy field to, and it's the whole thing. It's the language of the soul is the emotional body. Mm-hmm. So, and we're 99.9% space. So I teach people how to clear the emotions that are stuck in the spaces, the spaces of the brain, the spaces of the energy field, the fact that we're, you know, I think of us as going out to the stars, like our energy field is huge. Well, it goes out stars. to the stars. It goes out to the sun. I mean, we're huge. We're just really huge. We're really, we're mostly space. And so I love that you have that as you're a step there and you're talking about personal chi and how important it is in terms of feng shui. That's well, awesome. When we're talking about the brain, the problem is is that I would say 99% of culture, it may be improving a little bit, but a lot of us are in beta. We're just so frenetic and our brainwaves are are moving at such a high rate of speed that um, we're not really manifesting anything. It's a bunch of nonsense. Um, It's kind of like Charlie Brown teachers, wah, 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 you know, like it's That's, all well, it's all the negativity in the field, those voices, especially for empaths, you know. So I teach people how to sort of clear those those the, the subconscious patterns, the ancestral blocks, you know, and those voices, like you said, that wah wah wah. That's not your truth. That's not a hundred percent your soul's truth. Yeah. Right. So we want to so, get people back to that, like you said, and have that command. I love that. Yeah, you really yeah. need to take command of your own energy and and um uh, you know, kind of like how, uh, you know, I remember Shania Twain in the nineties and, and what, uh, uh, I think there's now a new documentary on Netflix about her, but like, I remember seeing her as a girl. I, I was still, uh, late teens, early twenties when, when Shania Twain was really making it big in the nineties and, and she was so empowered as a woman and it was so powerful to see her own space, to take up space and like, you know, um, say things like, let's go girls, like with so much power and um, commanding that. And I, I just, I loved that. And so it's really about, we are very incoherent. We, we've got these left brains that are on hyperdrive and we've really shut down our right brains. And so we want to be in coherence where our heart and our brains are working cohesively mm-hmm. together Um, and our, our subtle energy system is healthy, which is our chi, you know, we've got this emotional body and like, I cannot see auras, but I have friends that can see them. And like, um, I always talk about collapsed chi. If you're not healthy, like your chi is collapsed on you and, Mm -hmm. and like, you'll feel depression, you'll feel down, you'll feel fatigued and tired. Um, that's collapsed chi. And so we want to fluff that chi and those that energy body that's around you. And that's what's going to help you um, take up space and, and to like put your stake in the ground, like, damn it, I belong here. I, you know, I, I'm bringing gifts to the world and it would be less than without me. 
and to have the, you know, like you're talking about with your truth, really mm-hmm. owning that and feeling comfortable to say that. Yes. Know? Yes. Love that. Love that, Amanda. Yeah. So um, the fourth one is bathrooms. Um, bathrooms was really important for me to include just because if you pick up a book, I mean, I've seen everything like people saying that they're going to remodel their house and put them outside or they're called the devil's room and like all this crazy oh, no. <laughs> Like, you know, we can't be thinking like that. Um, and in some cultures, uh, and I write about this in the book, like um, ablutions, ablutions, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, the Buddhists, uh, there's all these cultures that have really used bathrooms and, and bathing uh, watering holes, so to speak, to cleanse the body, but ultimately it was to help cleanse the mind. Because mm. all suffering starts with the mind. It, it's you <laughs> know so makes sense. You right? know, I I crave taking a bath sometimes when I have to clear my mind. Like I go do my my meditations and my processes in the bathtub, you know, and maybe it's the water, I don't know. Um, but it does feel like like it does that does and, work on the mind or taking a shower. Yeah. I just wash all the stuff mm-hmm. off the day. Because you're getting it out of your energy yeah. system. Like my my mentor, my teacher always taught like after we would go do an extremely heavy um, consultation to come home and and take a, a within six hours take a bath with orange peels because it cleanses your energy system. Nice. So it, there's a lot to there's a lot of benefit to bathrooms. The biggest issue is that most bathrooms have three to five drains, so chi goes down the drain, and so it can be mm-hmm. um, a pull. It can drain you. And so we, we, we don't want to go in with fear. We want to look at it and say, okay, how can we um, utilize this watering hole and, and give it a benefit to where it's getting rid of the suffering of our mind. It's feeding our souls. Our bathrooms are so intimate. They see us at our most intimate you know, versions of ourselves. It's our most vulnerable versions of ourselves. And so how do we make that a benefit to ourselves so that we can really utilize it as a portal and come out of it, you know, better than when we went in and, and making it a sacred space as opposed to uh it's the devil's room. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, and then I- the last one is um a concept called knife edges. Knife edges are any um sharp point. A lot of times they're wall corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really important to pay attention to. I did a lot of research on this chapter. Um, the mystics and the ancients used to say that sharp objects had sharp shooting chi. They could see it. And so okay. um, there's been studies that have been done that anything with sharp corners, sharp edges actually has a different frequency. And so our chi is disrupted by that frequency. So we really want to pay attention to that in areas that we spend a lot of time because um, we'll be fidgety. We can't focus. We can't think clearly. Um, and the, it can also, depending on where it's located, like if you've got one in the kitchen, you can cut yourself, you know, when you're sure. prepping for coffee. So mm-hmm. we don't want danger to be around. So I, I came up with the the five to simplify it and make everybody think, oh my gosh, I can do that. That's easy. I can, I can attack feng shui and have fun with it. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love your approach because it's the energy, not just like, all the other books out there that are talking about moving furniture, or, you know, you're not in your Northwest corner is this and all, all of, all of that, no, which is, you know, yeah. I tell people I'm not, I, I'm working in a, in a 5d I, I'm up in, I'm up in the fifth dimension. I, I'm focusing on energy and, and 
anyone can do this. It, the problem is, is that it's been beaten out of us not to feel like have a stiff upper lip and power through and don't show emotion. And we need to get rid of all of that. And you need to like, when you have ants, flying ants, or yes. if you have a weird situation, be able to stop and take a step back and really feel into that. What does this mean? What is this? This is information. So it's your emotions, energy and emotion that is going to tell you what this is. Spirit is constantly talking to us. If but our Wi-Fi if we is listen. broken. Yeah. Yeah. If we listen, right? Like Wi-Fi is broken. Yes. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Yeah. I understand. That makes total, that makes, and I think our audience will get that too. You know, they're really sharp. Here's a, a bunch of empaths and entrepreneurs who, who understand uh, that there must be an energetic piece, even if they don't really get it yet. So I can totally see how much this is so important for all of us to really spend time with and really look at everything that you're, um, you've got in your book here. You know, what do you want people to end with? Like if they read your book, how do you want them to feel at the end? Well, just that, the feel of it, you know, mm -hmm. I think that um, we have shut down that part of us so much to the point that it's, it's such a strong word, but it's been mutilated. Like we don't know how to feel anymore. And so we have this beautiful information, this, this direct line to God. And, and I, I do, I call our chi, like our Wi-Fi. it's this direct line to mm -hmm. God. And, um, our Wi-Fi is out. We're not, we're not paying attention. It's like, we're in the middle of, you know, nowhere and, and we can't connect. And so, um, my hope is that they read the book. I've got a fantastic chapter in the back of the book. It's chapter 12, where I talk about the shift, about what's coming over the next four years. And, um, how our world is going to look. And um, it's very positive. What we're stepping into is it, we, we've got to go through some junk, but mm -hmm. what we're coming out to is very, very positive. But I think to really um, get the fruit of it or get the fruit from it is to be able to slow down, prioritize, like get rid of a lot of the stuff that's no longer serving you. Just really simplify. Um, and, and really get back in touch with yourself. Like we have all this amazing information that the, the divine is constantly talking to us and, and we're just, we're so shut down and we're just so obliterated in that beta mind where we're frenetic that we're missing the messages. And there's so much beauty around us. If we can reconnect to that, there's so much amazing information and, and you can really like the amount of joy that you can encounter and the magic that you can encounter every day when you step out of that busy bubble and what we've been led to believe is, you know, in our contemporary world, what success is stepping out of that and, and coming over here to the mystical, magical, otherworldly. It's like, holy crap, why haven't I been over here longer? <laughs> you know, you must so. have had something that got you there besides the house, you know, besides your journey of working on that very first house and the things you've learned from the other homes that you've been in. Um, what have been some of the challenges that you've had in your life that's really sort of affected your soul and your your brain power? Well, the big one was in 2009, I was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. Um, I, I was having a lot of issues at that time. And, and in meditation, I kept getting the message that, um, the chains that bind you will be unearthed. 
And I knew mm-hmm. I, I kept getting visions of me standing on a cliff and like, and I was like, Oh dear God. Like I was trying to brace myself, but it's like knowing a car accident's about to happen, but you don't know when, where, how, you know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, I, I called it, I call it in my book, oscillating spirituality. So for like the first seven or eight years of f- my feng shui practice, I, I now realize it was very oscillating. I was oscillating to things that really fit into my belief systems and the labels that I wanted in my world. And then I get diagnosed with stage four cancer and the doctor tells me to get my affairs in order. And I'm like, wow, 32 years old. Yeah. And so, uh, it, it was a powerful, powerful thing because the woman from the bookstore, Marlene, had told me about a woman who was a medical intuitive in Fair Oaks, California. And she said, call her and see what she says. And the first thing that Linda asked me is, why did you manifest this? And I was like, what? (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Um, Which now fast forward to, you know, it's now been uh, 13 years since that happened. And I'm like, oh, you know, like it makes so much sense. You know, every year we glean more and more wisdom. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Uh, But yeah, that was a powerful time. She told me I had, um, they had done a CT scan on me and I had two massive footballs in my abdomen. I had huge, huge uh, abs, like these um, tumors. Mm -hmm. And um, I spoke with Linda and she told me I really needed to get back to myself and cultivate, you know, my, my empowerment. And Mm -hmm. and this is where the, the birth of me realizing the power of our own energy and how it's manifesting out here in our emotional subtle body. Mm-hmm. By the time it hits us, it's like, it's been out here forever. Mm-hmm. So that's when I realized, wow, when you've got all this stuff that's out here and you're trying to attack your feng shui, it's not going to work because sure. you yourself are not energetically aligned. It, it's, right. it's a match. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just threw down in my guest bedroom. I mean, I turned it into my church. I did meditation. I did prayer. Um, I was reading the Tao Te Ching. Um, I was reading books on Buddhism. Um, I just really got back to a very strong spiritual practice. And Joe Dispenza, you know, he talks about um, getting hit by a car and, you know, he visualized his spine coming back together. And so, um, I just really visualized myself in a state where I was whole again. And that, you know, I, I apologize, but I'm like, okay, I understand the woes of my ways, so to speak. So anyways, um, I did go in for surgery and, um, they ended up only removing my left ovary. I was supposed to go in for a full hysterectomy and the doctor said, it's a miracle. And I was like, well, let me tell you what I did. Like I, I changed everything. And I talk about this in the book, like good for you. Uh, my, I talked about my spirituality, my meditation, my visualization. Um, I talked about, uh, food and praying over your food, having gratitude for what's going into your body, mm-hmm. um, sleep, having plenty of sleep, because all of this healing that you do throughout the day has to marinate. You have to heal from the inside out. Um, mantra and yoga and all these beautiful things that I introduced into my life. And, um, you know, my doctor was just like, Oh, it's always good to pray. And I was like, Oh no. Mm -mm." (laughs) Um, And I have a great quote in the book that 
the little boy says, oh, but I don't believe in magic. And the old man says, you will when you see her. So um, nice. that was a huge turning point for me when I realized, holy shit, I'm powerful. I got a lot of power in me if I tap into that and I have an understanding of who I, it's that empowerment. I took command of my energy system mm-hmm. and I manifested what was important to me. And from a soul level, I went deep into my soul and got my priorities straight and I took command and, um, you know, and the thing is, is that I should say that just because you have spiritual matter in your life does not mean that your life is devoid of challenge. You're going to be constantly going up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about in the book uh, under the command chapter, I talk about Jane, the real estate agent. Oh, Jane. Uh, <laughs> I, I had I had got through my cancer diagnosis, but then I went through a divorce. I lost my company. I filed for bankruptcy. My cat died. Like it was, oh God, it was so much. And I just was at my breaking point. Mm-hmm. And then Jane appeared and um, she was taking my power. She was completely taking my power. And, and I talk about this in the book as women, we tend to be a martyr or a victim. So. Mm-hmm in order to really command our power and to step into that energy um, so that we're not powerless, we got to get rid of these two things and we've got to get back in command of our lives. And so Mm -hmm. Jane, the real estate agent taught me that. So I know from the depths of my psyche, I I manifested her to teach me that. To teach you that. Wow. You've had quite a journey. You know, it's interesting to me how many people, Amanda, who have, have, come to the place of understanding energy the way you do on such a deep soulful level often have had to have some kind of test or illness or something happen or challenge in their life you know and then through that is how we discover Um, and what I'm hearing you say is so beautiful and I want our audience just to kind of pay attention to this as they're listening you allow other people in your field to be your teachers you see it you honor it you feel it that language isn't spoken out there in the real quote unquote, I don't want to call it normal because I don't think there is a normal, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, in, in that world. And so you were, you were allowed the houses to be your teachers. Jane showed up to be your teacher. You manifested that. So all that says is that you were in line and you were working on being more in line with your, with like, your soul and your inner chi. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh. So I I talk about that in the book that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're all on this journey up the mountain to enlightenment and, and some may visit you for a couple of hours and they're on the mountain with you for a couple of hours, or some may be making the trek up the mountain with you, but every Mm -hmm. single one is a teacher to bring you back to self. It's self-realization and understanding who you are. And so I think now at this, I mean, I'm almost 50 now. And, and at this stage of the game, like I really, um, I just have a, such a, a bigger understanding now of life and, and like all the moving parts. And when things get really hard and really difficult, I'm like, okay, what am I learning? <laughs> <laughs> and you're also demonstrating for us and, and so beautifully is that self-talk. Yeah. You know, how you talk to yourself. Yes, you can talk to the snakes, <clears throat> like you said earlier, and to, I can talk to the ants, you know, and definitely have a conversation about what I want in my house or if they're, you know, pests in your house. 
but you're really good at, and you practice this, having those conversations with yourself. Yeah. Well, and I think that um, that's where we're headed. And I, I talk about this in that the chapter, uh, the shift is that we're going to leave this idea of seeking, searching, and trying to find God. We're coming to a place where we're going to know God and we're going to see God within ourselves because we all are God. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's really what this um, ascension process that we're going through is all about. And this shift in this energy is all about. And so I think that when you can get to this place and have an understanding and not be like, Oh my God, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. And step out of that and say, Oh, what is this teaching me? Mm-hmm. It, it changes everything. It does. It's just the, just reframing the question. Absolutely. It's a beautiful, beautiful question. Um, and so how do you then, you know, what tools do you use to keep your sort of body, mind, spirit healthy? I know it's the self-talk. You do a great job with that. What else does Amanda do um, to stay in balance and keep your keep your inner chi? Yeah, I think um, a big one for me is silence. I just okay. love it. I'm always in a space of silence. Meditation. Mm-hmm. Being in uh, nature is a huge one. Nature speaks to me constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and reading. I read a lot. I don't have a television. I don't watch news. I don't care what's going on with the Kardashians. I don't care what Fox News <laughs> is saying. Um, I don't care what our president is doing or not doing. I, I don't care. Um, I really stay. Uh, it, it It sounds a little Pollyanna, but. I really create a reality that I want to be in and that I want to live in. And Mm -hmm. it's really freaking magical. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. No, that's awesome. uh, It's like, I just started uh, working for a a new company. He's a gentleman that I've worked with off and on for years and years. And he, he had a position opened and he was just like, please, please, please come and, and just, just, be in our presence. And I was like, okay. Mm. And, um, I work from home, but like I go into the office occasionally and and he's like, man, I really wish you would come down here more often. I'm like, no. And he goes, I don't think you understand. Like, he's like, I don't know how to put it into words, but he's like, you radiate something. Mm -hmm. And like you're in a room, the energy shifts and everybody is so freaking happy. And, and he's like, when you call me, he's like, I don't look at the phone and go, oh, he's like, I'm literally fumbling to open the phone because I so desperately want to talk with you because I know I'm going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's my world, right? That's, you know, um, I think when you can, um, I don't think you need a tool for that. It's a choice. You know, if meditation isn't for you, that's okay. If you don't like bugs and nature, that's okay. You know, figure out what works for you and what you like doing. It's really about um, not defaulting to the negativity and, and what upsets you, what brings you joy and makes you happy and, and, and really lights you up. And um, <clears throat> that's really what I seek. I, I really mm-hmm. try to do things that make me happy. And, and I didn't do that when I was younger. Um, you know, when I, when I heard the Oprah show, no is a complete sentence. I was like, oh, it is, 
you know, like I used right. to say yes to everything because I felt obligated to. And, and now, especially now that I'm older, I don't care. Like if, if somebody invites me to something, I'll be like, no, I ain't going to that. I don't want to, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, You've got good boundaries. You're staying in your, you're staying in your own personal chi, your energy. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I really, um, I do approach life very differently than most folks. I um, literally, I'll be like writing with a pen and I'll be like, oh my God, thank you for this pen. This is amazing. It's like putting <laughs> thoughts down on it. Like it's so stupid, but it, it makes you laugh, right? It's gratitude. It's the attitude of, it's the attitude of yeah. gratitude. And I love your tip about helping people stay in joy. I often give that for like self-work, you know, do one thing that gives you joy every single day. Like if you I can't do, like you know, it's, you know? It's, yeah. our culture has, for some reason, it, it's like a badge of honor to be, I'm cranky. I've had a bad day. And, oh, and, and, you know, I think it's very easy for people to, to default to um, the negative loop and what's going on and victimhood. And, you know, I'm unhappy and I don't like my life. And I, I think that if you can kind of flip that script and, you know, be happy for a pen or, um, you know, and one thing that I've really changed in my life is, um, I do really silly, stupid, self-deprecating things because I know it makes, it gives joy to other people. And so, uh, like the other day I was getting my hair done and I had all the stupid foils in my hair. And so I took a picture and I was like, ah, you know, I had all this crazy stuff and I sent it to like my mom and a couple of my friends and they were cracking up. And like, that brings me joy because I know it made them laugh. Like, you know, it just, it disrupts their day, whatever they were doing or, or experiencing, and brings a smile to their face. And so I, I, that's a big thing. I, I've tried to stop working a lot of hours. I think the pandemic helped a lot with that for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I make sure that I check in with people constantly, even if it's just a text. Like I, I did one this morning with a friend of mine in New York and I just said, Hey, I hope you're doing okay. Thinking of you. And she sure. texted back and she was like, Oh my God, do you know that of all the people in my life, you are the only one that constantly checks in on me? And I was like, that brings that brings her joy and that brings me joy. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're sharing that chi and that experience. And um I have found that, and this is probably why I got the manifest card, is that you get back what you put out. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, joy bombs to everyone because I want more joy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We give, you know, so you have done such a great job with this, with this book. Um, how can we get a hold of your book? Tell us how we can get a hold of the feng shui for the soul. Yeah. The, so the easiest way is just to go to Amazon. Uh, funny story. There's actually another book with the same name that was written 25 years ago. And uh, so I wasn't going to name the book this and I kept getting it in meditation and spirit was like, nope, it needs to be feng shui for the soul. And I was like, okay. So I talked to my attorney and she's like, no, just, you can't trademark words. Like it can be that. And I was like, okay. But if you type that in, the other book will come up as well. So you, you want to look for the one with the crazy colorful, uh, cover on there but and it's also the that. second part of it right so it's feng shui for the soul but it's how to achieve more home in your home yeah so you want to yeah. look for that you want to look for that title and then you can have all these amazing tips right there at your fingertips as well that amanda shared with us today 
Um, Amanda, if you were going to leave us with um, with one feng shui tip for our audience, what would it be? It's always cultivate your chi. It's it's a daily enterprise. Like it's not something that you do once and you're like, oh, I did that once. It's like brushing your teeth, taking a shower. It's like a daily ritual that you do to where you're constantly taking care of your energy, which is taking care of yourself. Um, and you'll, you know, the first couple of uh, weeks that you're doing it, you may think, oh my God, this Amanda girl's nuts. This isn't working. But what's amazing is that when you start to elevate, you get tuned into those higher frequencies, those higher energies, and then your world starts to open up and, and people who are negative in your life will start to fall out. Mm -hmm. Things that don't serve you fall away. And like you start to rise to this, this higher level of energy and, and magic starts to open up for you. And the only way that that's going to happen, the only way you're going to um, really attract that delicious joy on a, a constant basis is to cultivate your chi. Love it. And there's no hard and fast rule like to do that. You you have to just, that's the fun part is you get to discover what fluffs your chi. Like what does it for you? And and it's so amazing all the great things and tips you've shared with us today. Um, I can't wait for you all to get this book and check it out. So Feng Shui for Your Soul, How to Chi the More Ohm from Your Home. Um, beautiful, beautiful. You've done such a beautiful job in your life cultivating your chi. And I can see where when you walk into a room, Amanda, people are like, I want her to stay here. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really awesome. So thank you for your time today. And we're so excited to check out your book. And you can also do personal sessions with, uh, you know, first with Amanda too, if you want her to look at your home. We were talking about this before we get on. Tell us about that. How can somebody really schedule with you? And what would you do for them? You know, if they really wanted you to look at their personal chi, but also their home. Yeah. So uh, it's really easy. You can just go to my website, which is gatesinteriordesign.com. And you can, I do virtual appointments. You'll send me your floor plan. Um, and I'm very intuitive. So I'll take a look at your floor plan and I'll say, you know, this is happening. This is showing up. You know, this is probably happening. Uh, and most people are like, holy cow, how did you know that? <laughs> um, it's kind of like a psychic reading, but with your house. Um, but it's really fun. And I think more than anything to have something like that done is it's very validating because you may be experiencing something that keeps coming up again and again. And you're like, oh, my God, why does this keep happening? And it's, it's mm -hmm. reflected in your home. So we can help heal that. And so I will look at like I'm working with a, a woman right now in England. And she's got celiac disease, Lyme's disease, kidney disease, like all of these things. And I'm like, honey bunny, you got sick chi. Like we need to work on you. Like we can't even get into your feng shui yet. Like we got to work on you. Mm -hmm. So we really look at, you know, how to get your chi healthy and what's going to work for you and, and um, clearing blocks and, and kind of like what you were talking about, working in mm -hmm. those subtle energies and, and mm -hmm. um, getting rid of the the negative blocks and the kinks in our energy system and moving those out. Um, and so that we can get that chi flowing in a fluid manner, then we can really start working on the environment. It's one in the same, you know, of and course you we are. Yes, we're whole, we're whole people. We are energetic beings. So it is one in the same. Yeah. yeah but that's you definitely can book those online. Okay. Oh, that's so awesome. Again, thank you for your time. You are so amazing. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world, Amanda, and for the gift of being with you today. Yay.
Yeah, it's like a ray of sunshine. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a party after this. You guys wanna come? Yeah. <laughs> Amanda and I are yes. Awesome, have a great day everyone. Thank you again, Amanda. Thanks everyone. Thanks for letting me be here.